Praise God, Jesus is alive, amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for dying for our sin, and thank you for the powerful resurrection that you have given us. Hallelujah. You shed your blood for us, and you gave us your resurrection. Praise you, Lord Jesus. The same Spirit that raised you from the dead dwells in us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I want us to turn to the prophet Ezekiel. Ezekiel, and we're going to look at chapter 3. And I'll be reading from the New King James, praise God. Ezekiel in the Old Testament, chapter 3. And let's begin in verse 17. And the Lord is speaking to Ezekiel. And he says, Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Therefore hear a word from my mouth and give them warning from me. When I say to the wicked, you shall surely die, and you give him no warning, nor speak to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life, that same wicked man shall die in his iniquity. But his blood I will require at your hand. Yet if you warn the wicked, and he does not turn from his wickedness, nor from his wicked way, he shall die in his iniquity, but you have delivered your soul. Ezekiel 3, 17 through 19. Now there's, there's more to that that we could read, but for the sake of time, we're just going to read that segment. Father, I thank you for your word today. I thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit to, con to bring it forth into the lives of people, to transform us, and to cause us to know the brevity of the hour we live in. And I give you praise. Amen. Now Ezekiel was a powerful prophet of the Lord. He is one of the major prophets in the Old Testament. Uh, the time that he was called to being a prophet of the Lord was during the exile of Judah when Babylon uh, took uh, Judah into captivity. Uh, Judah surrendered. Uh, there was uh, no actual huge war at that particular point. Uh, they surrendered to Babylon, uh, but they took many back to Babylon as prisoners of war, as, as trophies, if you will, and Ezekiel was one of them that was taken back to uh, Babylon. He was a priest at the time. He was not yet called to prophetic ministry. He was a priest, and so he was uh, one of the workers in the temple. Praise God. And so there he is in Babylon, and the word of the Lord comes to him and calls him into the ministry. Praise God. And it was in his captivity, in the exile, that he received this prophetic call. You know, it's not always on the mountaintop experiences that we find the Lord in his power, in his glory, in his might. And so it doesn't matter what the time is. All that matters is that God is God and that we answer and hear his word. Amen? Amen? Praise God. And so in this, you know, low time of his life, no doubt, he is called to a high call. <laughs> Let that sink in for a moment. You know, at a low time in his life, he was called to a high point. Praise God. A high position. Hallelujah. And so it might be with you so it might be with me you know 
There are others in the Bible. If we held the Bible up uh, in, and could see it in the Spirit, it would drip of blood. Amen. In the Spirit, it drips of blood, not just the blood of Jesus, even though that's the most important, Amen. but the blood of the deaths of the servants of the Lord, of people that have gone through tragedy, have gone through hard uh, ways, and have dealt with, with great stress and turmoil in their life. And yet God was with them all the while. Amen? Amen? Praise God. And so it is with you. Don't ever think God has left you. Amen. The main thing is, have you left God? That's right. As long as you haven't left God, you're, you're going to be okay. Amen? He will see you through your valley times. Amen? Amen. He has never left you. The prophet uh, David and the psalmist said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Praise God. Speaking of the Lord. And so it doesn't matter what time it is in your life. All that matters is the condition of your heart. Are you still looking to God? Are you still devoted to Him? Are you still listening to the Word of God? Are you still allowing it to be a light to your feet? Are you, are you looking to God to serve Him? Well, for approximately seven years thereabouts, He prophesied, to his people of the coming judgment. Now some would say, oh, you mean it's going to be worse than this? Ezekiel said yes. Yeah. Ezekiel said yes, it will be. And why? Why? The destruction of Jerusalem would come eventually, but not yet. It wasn't at this point. He prophesied some seven years of, of the, the doom and gloom, the judgment of God that was, that was imminent. And the reason was, that, and he declared it very clearly, Judah trusted in false gods as much or more than their own God. So they mixed in other gods, other religions. Their sinful conduct, they called themselves believers, and yet they lived like unbelievers. Pagan rituals, they already talked about the false religions coming in. Well, they... Uh, conducted these in the very temple of God in the, in, the, in the city of Jerusalem and in justice. And again, injustice was in Jerusalem, the very place that represented Judah itself. Injustice. All of these things he would declare would bring forth the judgment of God through the agent of Babylon. Yep. And so it's very important we understand that God doesn't necessarily have to lower the boom on you personally. Right. Our own lifestyles can bring judgment upon us through worldly means. Amen. Are you listening to me? Yes. Hallelujah. And so it was in Ezekiel 3 that we've just read that would be this time frame of the seven years of prophesying the doom and gloom. So, you know, this is not only a pattern of uh, sin and destruction throughout history of the Bible for nations, but it also speaks into present day as a warning to the nations, including our own. So it's not just something that was you know, relegated to the Bible or Scripture for nations to come under judgment because they didn't serve God. It could very well be this nation. Right. Are you listening? Amen. In this present day, there could be nations r rising up and being taken down because of their relationship with God. Right. 
So the opening scripture still required, God was still requiring his word to be both spoken and heard. Uh, that that we just read, Ezekiel declaring, uh, he was declaring to Ezekiel to speak the word, and uh, he was also declaring the people to hear the word. So in this time of seeming doom, God was still requiring people to pay attention, to get right, to stay right. God still required faith. God still required devotion to him, even in this low time of Israel's history. He would hold the people accountable to him according to his word. Some people, you know, they say, well, you know, I'm just going through a hard time, so God's just going to have to understand. Believe me, God understands more than you do. You think you're getting away with something, when in reality you're bringing more on yourself in the negative. And it's because of this that we need to hold to God's word. Amen? Yes. You know, Ezekiel would later, after, after judgment will come, he would declare restoration. He would declare that there would be reformation. He declared that there would be good things, in other words. Amen? And that is the same with us today. That is the same with us today. We need to understand that God is, is not going to leave us in our tribulations and circumstances, if we hold to Him, He will see us through to the mountaintop experiences. He will see us through to good times, praise God. Hallelujah. This earth, in it, this life here, in and of itself, is not the end. And so the worst of times here are not to be compared to the glory of heaven. Our life here is not, is not to be compared to our everlasting life to come. Amen. Praise God forever. Hallelujah. And so we must hold to the word and hold to our God through the word. And we need as prophets of the Lord hear what God said to Ezekiel. Amen. You say, well, I'm not a prophet. Well, you may not be a prophet as a five-fold ministry. But if you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then you are a representative of him and in a type and figure, you have a prophetic ministry. Amen. You are called to speak in line with the Spirit. You're called to speak the word that is in Scripture. Amen. You may not prophesy like, thus saith the Lord, and give a message, but you can prophesy by declaring what the written word says, Amen. what the written word is. Hallelujah. Amen. And who knows what you will be? Ezekiel was a priest, but he was called to be prophet. Yes. Who knows what you will be? You certainly don't, I'm sure. Amen. Because you don't even know what tomorrow brings. That's right. Amen. But God does. Hallelujah. God most certainly does. Amen. And so again, this pattern of sin and destruction throughout history is still applicable to today. Because history is still being made. Amen. Hallelujah. So as a present day warning to the nations we need to hold up ezekiel and say god's word says if you if you remain apart from him judgment looms if you come to him then he will see you through and bring newness of life praise god so yes america your sins have not gone unnoticed by the living god 
Our future as a nation hangs in the balance by our de de declaration and declaring the resp and, and responding to the Word of God. So as, as we as the body of Christ, we as believers and we as, you know, individually and we as believers as the church corporately or collectively, we can either bring our nation to repentance or we can see it go into the darkness of destruction, we along with it. It's so important that we understand that God is able to turn a nation in a day. Hallelujah. We know this to be true because he, he says He will do it in Israel. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so our future as a nation is based upon the Word of God and how we declare it and how we respond to it. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. But let me take a, a step farther. Our nation of generations, our nations, our, our nation of families, our nation of individuals, and so forth and so on, our nation in all of its different um, uh, intricacies, you know, and it being from one generation to another, one area to another, one, one uh, you know, uh, uh, position of authority to another, you know, whatever. All the aspects of America hang in the balance. It's not just, you know, one flat aspect of America. It's all the, the facets of the gem of America, if you will. Amen? We as believers are called to be the witnesses of the Lord. Amen. We are called, every one of us, to be witnesses individually to our families, to our generations, on the job, in our area that we live, and even beyond, praise God, as the Lord allows. Whether you are called to the quote-unquote five-fold ministry or not, we are all called to be witnesses of Christ, to be ministers of His. Amen. Praise God. And definitely, as five-fold ministers, if you are called to that, then you have a greater responsibility to every aspect of who you are and who you can touch. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God forever. We as believers are called to be the witnesses of the Lord. We as believers are called to be the body of Christ, taking the message of the gospel to a lost and dying world. Now, you know, the Word of, the, of God is a double-edged sword. The Word of God is a double-edged sword. On one side, the Word of God is the good news or the gospel of Jesus dying for our sin and being raised to life for our victory over sin, providing newness of life and that life everlasting, praise God, that we will never end living in the presence of God and God in our life as well, praise God. We have been united together with Him through Christ by the Holy Spirit. And when we depart from this body, we will go directly into the everlasting glory of heaven, praise God. And if we should be alive at the Lord's return, we shall be transformed in the twinkling of an eye, praise God. We'll be caught up together with the Lord. That's good news to me. I don't know about you, but that's good news to me. Amen. Praise God. And, you know, that's a wonderful, wonderful message. And on the other side of that message 
It also declares if we reject the message of Jesus Christ, the gospel, then we are under the curse of sin already. And our destination is hellfire and brimstone forever and ever and ever. The same word for everlasting in relationship to our salvation, everlasting life, is the same word used for everlasting torment and damnation referring to hellfire and brimstone. And it's never ending. It doesn't cease. I know there's some doctrines out there that believe that it will cease at a point, but it's not supported by Scripture. Not, not line upon line, precept upon precept, here little, there little. Amen. And so it's important you understand that there is a double-edged sword of the gospel. There's the good news, and there's hellfire and brimstone. Praise God. Both in everlasting context. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. If we don't hold forth the word of life, speaking to the sinful, speaking to the sinner, to repent and receive Jesus as Savior and Lord, and they die in their unbelief, their sin and blood is on our hands, even as God told Ezekiel. Jesus said, Go into all the world and preach the gospel. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. He that does not believe shall be damned. Amen. Who has the, the authority to do this? Who has the responsibility to do this? Believers. Amen. Believers. So you can... You can say, well, you know, that's for my pastor to do, or that's for evangelist so-and-so, or that's for prophet so-and-so, or that's for apostle so-and-so, or that's, you know, for the teacher so-and-so, you know, for the five-fold ministry. But let me give you a clue. It's for you. If you're a believer, it's for you. If you're a believer, it's for you. Amen. Do you know how I came to the office of pastor? I first believed. Amen. Then I became a disciple of the Lord. And then I found my calling. Are you listening to me? A lot of people don't know their calling because they just simply are not obeying God. They're not listening to the word of the Lord. They're not applying it to their life. They're not disciples. Therefore, they'll never find who they are called to be. Don't say, well, you've got a bad time in your life. Ezekiel had a bad time too. Hello. Don't say, well, it's too hard. No, it's not. Jesus said, my yoke is not difficult. Amen. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. Amen. Amen. It's doable, in other words. It's not weightless, but it's doable. You can do it. Amen. Because He never leaves you. Hallelujah. Praise God. So let us never forget that the gifts and the callings of God are on every believer. And yes, it is uh, a different sort of calling on the fivefold ministry as far as responsibility, but it's still the same. It's getting the message of Jesus out. It's declaring the word of the Lord that people might hear it, that they might have to say yes or no to it. But we cannot let people just go on their way in their sin without telling them Jesus is the difference in your life. Amen. Are you listening to me? Yes. Praise God. 
We're to hold the word of God in our armor, every one of us. And that word of God has two edges. So if we don't hold forth the word of life, speaking to the sinner to repent and receive Jesus as Savior and Lord, and they die in their unbelief, their sin and blood is on our hands. We are every bit a watchman to the people as Ezekiel of old. Watchmen in, you know, in the natural sense were positioned on the city walls and they peered out both day and night. They looked out into the expanse day and night. And one of their primary responsibilities was to warn of danger to the city. As they looked out and they saw an approaching army or they looked out and they, they saw danger coming, they were to warn the city. They were to warn the people. And so it is with us and the world. We're called to look into the world and warn the people of their ways. Their ways that will lead them to everlasting torment. Or to declare to our brothers and sisters in Christ to hold to the word and hold to their position and to declare it as well. We as a body of Christ need to work together, praise God, Amen. to declare Jesus' lordship in the world that we live in, praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. So we are to not shirk off our responsibility. We're not to ignore the responsibility. It's not just about you, it's about those around you. Amen. We are to warn of the dangers of sin, and rejecting the word of God. Amen. If they hear us and repent, they will be saved. If they continue in their sin and die, they will go to hell. But our souls are intact before God if we fulfill our calling to declare the word of the Almighty God in the awesome name of Jesus. Amen? Amen. Some would say, oh, but our God is a God of love. He would never send anybody to hell. Well, the scripture says otherwise. But let me just tell you this. Your consideration of God's love seems to be without the blood of Jesus. Because the love of God is manifest that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. Are you listening to me? Our God is love. That is why he sent Jesus to die for our sins and raised him from the dead that we might be transformed by resurrection life, glory to God. Amen. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us if we are born again. That same spirit is in us, glory to God. And we can live in newness of life. We can live transformed. Hallelujah, glory to God. Amen. Alive from the death of sin. Living a life changed by His glory. Hallelujah. Sin brings judgment. Your life interacts with other lives. If you are judged, others along with you no doubt will be judged too. Even as Ezekiel was held responsible for the lives of others. So are you. So am I. Amen. Amen. I know you may not like the word repent, but you should love it. You need to change. Turn around if you're going the wrong way. Stop saying it's too rough. Stop saying I, 
I I'm I had it bad, so you know, I can get away with this, or God understands, or whatever you you reason in your in your mind, it's not good enough. Amen. Amen. The word of God is the only standard. Jesus' lordship is the only standard. And you need to fall in line. You need to allow that to be in and through you in this life, praise God. It can mean not only the difference in you, but the difference in the lives of others. Not only in the lives of others that you may know now, but those that may be affected in generations to come through other families, through other nations. Are you listening to me? We have a, we have a world-changing message. Amen. We have a message that knows no boundaries except unbelief. Amen. Knows no boundaries except rebellion. But as long as you appropriate it and apply it to your life, you can see great and mighty things that you know not of. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 So again, your life interacts with other lives, and so does the judgment or righteousness in your life. It's not just the judgment that can you know, be perpetuated in and through you. It can be your righteousness, the blessing of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Declare the word of the Lord, Christian. If you're not a Christian, I, I encourage you, give your life to Jesus. I call upon you to give your life to Jesus and call upon the mighty name of Jesus. Begin to learn of Him by the authority of the, of the Scriptures. Begin to have fellowship in a, in a Bible-believing church. Come to this one, praise God, if you're able. Praise God. But it is so important that you give yourself to Jesus. There is no other way there is no other truth there is no other life to God Amen. Jesus is Lord Hallelujah. I declare this in his name Amen. repent and follow him God bless you